With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. boys are back, baby. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Reception the Show. Okay, a young player in for the Chargers is Josh Palmer. Last year, we saw him be pretty, I would say, pretty productive uh, when injuries befell the Chargers. Shocked they're they dealing with uh, injuries yet again. Again. Um, I know, it's crazy. Um, and right now, you know, his stat line looks okay, Matt, but uh, 13 of 21 in terms of catches and targets, 134 yards and one touchdown. Uh, again, in, in largely a reserve role. Uh, but what does the RP data say? Yeah, <laughs> I said this in our Discord earlier, and this is why you got to be in Discord. You know, James, and, and only people who never spend a lot of time with me in real life say that I'm too nice. You know, I'm too positive because uh-huh. um, I'm intentionally pretty like I, I try to find the silver linings when it comes to receive. You say this on I mean, we talk about this on the podcast. Like I always yeah. try to find like the silver linings with players and try to be super nice uh, because. There's just no point in being negative on Twitter because there's enough negativity anyways. Um, yes. And I always I love when people uh, criticize me about that because I'm like, well, like there, you know, I'm like, it seems like you like everybody. I want to know who you don't like. I'm like, well, maybe you should subscribe to the freaking website. Then you'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> that would help. Or the podcast. Yeah. Subscribe to the podcast. Like can you figure you it out when I tell you when I tell you that I think Josh Palmer might be my least favorite receiver in the NFL. What? Like, wow. I, <laughs> what? I'm like I'm in shock right now. What? And, it, and it's it's not because <laughs> holy hell. Well, okay, I, I think hit, it, hit I think it, I think it's because it it the Chargers offense pisses me off so much. But um, Josh Palmer right now, you know, and his his rookie year reception perception profile was not very promising. We're talking about like okay. you know sub. 10% 10th percentile success rate versus man and press. Um, but so far through the first three weeks, Palmer's success rates of 42.1% against man coverage, 60.9% against zone coverage and 40% success rate versus press all would have ranked second to last in their respective categories. Whoa. in 2021. Whoa. Also his net, his next broken tackle James will be his first. Um, wow. I think, <laughs> Jeez. and again, okay. it's, it's not, it's not, uh, <laughs> It's it's against not so much against Josh Palmer as a player. It's that the char- it, I think his his skill set exacerbates the problems for the Chargers offense. You know, Justin Herbert right now ranks like it, just in terms of like guys that have started the entire year. He he's been like the fifth like fifth slowest um, average time to throw 
So he's holding on to the ball for a long time against an offensive line that's now got a lot of injuries, and he's 26th in air yards per pass attempt, 26.6 air yards per pass attempt, because nobody on this offense gets open when Keenan Allen's Mm. not out there. You know, Mike Williams is a really, really good receiver, but we know Mike Williams is like a league average separator and a great contested catch receiver. And Josh Palmer isn't even a league average separator and he's not and like, doesn't win with, and there's no speed on this team. It, the chargers are the most frustrating offense to watch because they have an alien at quarterback. Like they have Justin Herbert and then he uncorks these deep bombs to like goofball speed receivers, like Jalen Guyton and Deandre Who's on Carter. IR now. I mean, that's- now on IR. Yeah. Like they're speed guy. My theory on Josh Palmer is that okay. they drafted him to be Mike Williams's replacement, but then Mike Williams ended up coming back. And now it's like, but they still roll this guy out there as the wide receiver three. So they have no speed on the field. And, and it just is, it's so frustrating to watch like Herbert's got to be out there just throwing, you know, by the way, Herbert with his screwed up ribs. Now it's got to be out there throwing like stick routes to guys. You don't get open and, and don't make yards after the catch. It's tough to watch. Uh, I just feel like this, I, I agree with you hundred percent in that this team desperately needs speed and they are going to miss Jalen Guyton a lot. He is that one guy and I get it. Uh, forget about fantasy for a second. Okay. But this is the guy that can literally take the top off of a defense. And a lot of times because of Mike Williams and Keenan Allen uh, and, and Austin Eckler, you're not accounting for him. You know, no, so yeah. and and again, you talk about an alien under center. It's like, yeah, man, like you don't think uh, Herbert sees that he 100 percent sees that, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what they're going to do from a real life perspective. They are going to really miss Jalen Guyton. And it's not just because of the production. It's because of his role in the offense. He lets these guys, um, you know, again, if you are not going to roll down that if you're not going to you know, roll down a safety because there's no, there's no team speed at all. You, you yeah. compress the field quite a bit it makes Justin Herbert's life pretty difficult. Yeah. And I mean, even if he's not getting targeted on the play, like just running the nine in the post, you know, and, and clearing out that safety can open up something in zone coverage for a Mike exactly. Williams, who's not a natural separator or, you know, get Keenan Allen open on those dig routes. You know, Mike, again, I think Josh Palmer is just like, if you could trade him in fantasy, like you should, because it's like, he's not going to have any value uh, when Keenan Allen gets back in there. So I kind of think like if Keenan Allen, you know, he's probably going to play this week, but like, I think he's a guy that he's going to go crazy when, um, when he gets back out there, you know, it's not going to be a ton of juice because this team's not going to throw the ball they already don't want to throw the ball down the field for whatever reason like joe lombardi doesn't call a lot of downfield passes especially on early downs mm-hmm. so i think like keenan allen's just going to catch a ton of passes he's going to be open all the time he's the only guy on the team that actually gets open on a routine basis um and i know every everybody's like trying to get you know there every fantasy analyst is like can i get a will fuller update it's like no you can't i mean will fuller is not he's not probably not gonna play football ever again but um the chargers <laughs> should de- you know the chargers definitely should should call who's that they should call odell beckham and, and be oh. like hey buddy like whenever you're ready just come play for us because they <laughs> need like <laughs> they need a receiver three so and you know they want to be involved in the playoffs right like they want to still be yeah. competing in november december when odell would theoretically be ready um, I know he's like, you know, trying to get himself picked up by the Rams again or getting picked up, gets himself. Probably he's going to play for the Rams. Has, but wouldn't it be funny if bro, he just went to the Chargers? Yeah, the same locker yeah. room. Hey, has anyone done a better job of marketing themselves 
while they are injured than Odell Beckham. He's everywhere, dude. He's on like he's know, when yeah, when the so and, and and he's always around contenders too. Like that's what's so yeah. fun. Oh, right? of course. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not gonna come in and be like, "Hey, uh, Texans, what's going on?" Yo, <laughs> he's like break. he's like dapping up the Bills. You know, it's like he's dapping up the Bucks. He's dapping up the Rams. Of course, it's like. Anyone who's a contender, he's there, you know? Like right. I'm just well, like, man. I mean, shoot, the Bills don't need him. The Rams actually the Rams might actually they could they might they might need him. Um Oh, they uh, definitely need him. They they need like a they need somebody that's not Ben Skoranek, you know, and they need somebody who's not too too at well blowing away like Robinson <laughs> might, you know, you know, we'll see. Um and, 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 and um but the Chargers like need need him. Like I yeah. think I think that's the thing that makes me just think about it. Like, who knows if it happens? Probably won't happen. But um, they need like a guy that's got some juice. And Beckham certainly had a lot of juice last year, right? And he did. He um, did. Just he's a guy who makes uh, every quarterback that's not Baker Mayfield. He makes their life easier because Baker Mayfield can't just can't throw to good receivers. Apparently not. Oh, my God. My God. You know the Panthers. <laughs> you know the Panthers. James <laughs> rank first in pace of play but 31st in plays run like wow. they're 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 in a real hurry to get off How the field. How do you do that? <laughs> Somebody said it to me this morning it's like the Chip Kelly Eagles. Uh, like remember they used to have those stupid yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. clock graphics on Monday night Sunday night football whenever Chip in his first year was there. 100%. Um, yeah, they're just, they're in a real hurry to go three and out, man. The Panthers are in yeah. a real hurry to go three and, three and out. It was like a, it was a yeah. fast break offense but except they couldn't break. Yeah, exactly. So, um no, that's uh that's interesting. Wow, I was not expecting the Josh Palmer heater. Oh my gosh, that like literally stunned me to my core. <laughs> I mean, because here's the thing, he's somewhat productive, um, and yeah. I think I think using the RP data, I think you can now attribute a lot of that to the quarterback. Okay, that that jibes. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but I I think the reason I'm like stunned by it though is because there's a lot of football evaluators, man, that had some nice things to say about Josh Palmer. So I I am a little bit. Um, I'm a little bit stunned. I'm not going to lie to you. That's interesting. Yeah, he I, just does. He just doesn't get open. I mean, he's probably an all right contested catch receiver. He just does. He just does not get open. And I, okay. I think the pro, I think it's a, the again the bigger problem is like if Mike Williams had gone elsewhere and they had Josh Palmer, you know, Keenan Allen, and then like a speed receiver, it okay. probably wouldn't be as the Palmer thing. Probably wouldn't make me want to like rip my beard hair out. But um. <laughs> But because uh, I can't rip the, I can't rip my real hair out, there's not enough left. Uh, <laughs> but I I, uh, I probably should reevaluate everything I just said. But the point here is um, the point here is like if it was, yeah. but now that it's like Mike Williams, who's not really a separation based receiver, Josh Palmer, yeah. who's not really an anything based receiver, and then you know Gerald Everett is like their best yards after catch player right now. Like that's it's just a it's a bad bad collection of players together. Oh man, that is unfortunate. Um, according to your data from last year, Josh Palmer on the nine route uh, ranked 52nd, I think, out of 56 uh, players. So that is not good. At 36.4, no yeah, no speed. Um, yeah, and I'm not. I'm obviously seeing a lot of red on his on his route chart as well, which is not ideal. That is not ideal. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, all right. Speaking of a player that is struggling right now, how about Darnell Mooney, man? Like what is going on there in Chicago? Is there any hope for a rebound? Darnell Mooney, my dude has seen 11 targets total. This was a shocking stat for me is that he had a grand total of four yards total after two weeks, four yards total. He had negative four yards in week number two. That is disgusting. This guy is supposed to be a number one wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. I get that they don't got a great offense. Offensive line is a problem. Justin Fields still developing. And Darnell Mooney, to me, does not really profile as a true number one. Doesn't matter. Um, At the end of the day, he is the number one receiver on that Chicago Bears team. He's seen 11 total targets. What in like what is happening there uh, in Chicago, dude? Let me read you the the bottom five quarterbacks who have dropped back at least 10 plus times in overall dropbacks this year. Dak Prescott, 31. Trey Lance, 37. Jimmy Garoppolo, 55. Justin Fields, 66. Cooper Rush, 78. Can you tell me which one of those things is not like the other, James? <laughs> well, uh, one of <laughs> well, one of these per- players is not a backup and or injured. One of those three guys has started all three games. Correct. <laughs> That's Justin Fields, 60, 66 dropbacks. That's insane. That's crazy in the modern NFL. That's I know. absurd. Um, our friend Graham Barfield from Fantasy Points had this stat I saw this week. Justin Fields has 23 completions, and he's taken 11 sacks through three games. By the way, tw- oh my 20, 23 completions is bonkers. Jeez. Um, and 11 sacks. The last time that a quarterback started his first three games with fewer than wow. 25 completions and had taken 10 or more sacks was David Carr in 2005 and Tim Couch in 1999. That was the last <laughs> guy to do it before Derek Carr. So okay. that's bad company. Um, I mean, this off this passing offense is just a joke. Uh, it's dead. And I think it's, it's dead. It's, it's dead. Um, so let me just, let's also, let's be super clear before like being critical of Darnell Mooney is that like, this is this it's like not even a real NFL passing offense. And I know they had one game in a monsoon, um, you know, with with Trey Lance, mm-hmm. and the 49ers there. But still, even in their two games after that, like they don't let him drop back to pass at all. Um, and, you know, I think that that Texans game might have been his might have been Justin Fields worst game as a pro, um, which is saying something because he had he was terrible last year. And I think that's like gotten lost in the discourse of Justice Justin Fields is that last year he didn't really have that many never really had that many good games, even, even with some of the questions around him from the coaching staff perspective. Um, you know, I, I, my Andy Barron's, you obviously works with me at Yahoo. He said like, that was the one game that I watched of Justin Fields, the Texans game where Mm -hmm. I couldn't come away with like one throw to hang my hat on like one moment to be like, that's, Hey, that was a great moment that I, so I just don't think Justin Fields is very good, like period right now. And I mean, the environment does absolutely suck. Like 66 dropbacks is just crazy, but I mean, Fields is not showing a lot, man. I mean, he's like, even when you just isolate, like when you just look at him, 
you know, from just an individual standpoint, not even within the context of his offense, he's, he's, he's not showing a lot of promise. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it right now um, from like a completion percentage over expectation. He's, he's second to last in the league at minus uh, 16.1% completion over expectation. Um, Trey Lance is the only one who's lower and obviously Trey Lance barely played this year. So not good is Justin Fields, not good. And the, the, the one point about, I want to make about Darnell Mooney too, you mentioned, I don't think he's like a true number one receiver. And this is what, when you, when your first argument for a player who's not a legit alpha receiver is, well, who else are they going to throw the ball to? Right. And I think that was a lot of the Darnell Mooney thing. Somebody, there can always be somebody else. Like there can always be some goofball, like Equinemius St. Brown who comes up and like (laughs) gets enough, gets like the same amount of targets. Right. Cause you just look at the bears offense right now. Like the, the volume metrics and the air yard metrics are not like, well, the air yard metrics are are, are pretty far, but like 25% of the team targets have gone to Darnell Mooney. 20.5% have gone to Equinemius St. Brown. So that's the thing. And again, it's like, 25% 25% of the Bears targets, that's 11 targets for Darnell Mooney this year. That's just It's not even real NFL offense. So it's it's no. hard to be super critical of Darnell Mooney, but I, I do think he is an example of a guy that when your first thing is who else are they going to throw the ball to, like somebody yeah. else. There can always be somebody else. Well, I think we saw that with the Jags last year too, right? You're like, okay, well, somebody's got to catch the football. And then that's not always the – that's not always true. Right, right. <laughs> it's not it's like, oh, who else true. is going to – they got LaVisca Chenault. Who else is going to catch passes? It's like, well – Yeah, well <laughs> – Marvin jo- Laquan work. Treadwell ended up catching a bunch of passes. That's what, like if you're, if you're not if, – if your first – if the first feather in your cap is not this guy is a number one receiver who's going to walk off the bus and get open on 75% of his routes and be like a stud – but it's and instead it's who else is gonna throw the ball to? Somebody else can always always pop up there. I mean, right? You know that's just that's just the way it goes, man. You know it's uh it's crazy. You know you talk about uh, the the low volume metrics there. It's just it's just mind boggling. You know Darnell Mooney has run fifty three routes total. Equinemius St. Brown has run forty nine routes total. Dante Pettis is third on the team with thirty eight. Uh, third on the team in terms of wide receivers. Okay. Uh, Brian Pringle is is fourth among wide receivers. He's run eight routes total. He's on IR now. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and I mean, you're just like, what? They're not, I just feel like they're not giving the guy, they're not giving their offense a chance. Um, to put that in perspective in terms of routes run, Stefan Diggs has more routes run than Darnell Mooney and Equinemius St. Brown combined. That <laughs> can't happen. I mean, that just can't happen. I, I don't. I really don't understand what's going on uh, with Matt Eberflus um, and Luke Getzey. Like, what? I don't. I mean, look. And we did this last. And we did this in the last episode. We're 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 shitting on a bunch of these teams that are winning games. And like, I yeah, know I the Bears it. are two and one. Yeah, I know. But but come on. Like, there's a difference between like, okay, the Vikings need to get the ball to Justin Jefferson. Well, no, they don't because they won that game. Like, but there then there's what the what the Bears are doing. Okay, and like. Um, yeah, that's different. This is different. It's different. And you know, it's going to catch up like this. Can't I'm sorry, but in today's end, you can't win games like this. It's, it's like, yeah, you're two and one. Okay, fine. But you played the Texans and you played the Niners in, in with Noah's Ark running around at midfield, you know, like, <laughs> come on. It's like, you, you can't win in today's NFL this way. It's just not possible. We know the other shoe is good. We know the other shoe was going to drop. Like, it's so obvious, you know? Um, I mean, you have to be a real hard, you have to be Adam Rank to say, listen, the Bears can keep doing it. It's like, no, they can't. It's impossible. You never want to go full impossible. Adam Rank. <laughs> and I, listen, listen, 
I love Adam Rank. I don't want anyone yeah. to go at tweet yeah. Adam Rank. Uh, yeah. Like that's my dog. Like like Adam Rank is my boy. Like I love him to death. Um, but that being said, come on, he's a huge. You know, he Bear's sees life. He's, cool. He sees life through his uh, blue and orange <laughs> colored glasses, which you is know, cool. And, well, I love him for it. I love him for it. But come on, let's be real. Okay, so but let let me hyper focus in on Darnell Mooney though. Okay, 50-50, <sighs> He plays wide slot, right? So they split him up. To me, I think that's a little bit strange to me, Matt. And talk me through this because that's what they did last year with Darnell Mooney. Very similar usage. I don't know. Like I thought Getsy was going to come in. I thought Matt Eberflus was going to come in. I thought we were going to see some, some juice in this offense. And for whatever reason, they're doing a lot of the same damn things they did last year. Like for example, you look at Khalil Herbert and you're, and it's like, yo, when he was in relief for David Montgomery last or last year, he looked awesome. He looked way better than David Montgomery. Okay, so I'm thinking, all right, well, David Montgomery, who cares? Like, they're, they're probably going to kick him to the – no. Like, they're still using David Montgomery, and they're giving him a huge snap count share. They're not they're not sharing the ball 50-50. Um, and so Khalil Herbert comes in and just racks up huge yardage. Yeah. Guess what? When David Montgomery comes back, I promise you, this coaching staff is still going to go with David Montgomery for no damn reason whatsoever. I can't wrap my mind around what is going on there offensively, but from an individual standpoint – what do you see with Darnell Mooney? Well, I I do kind of disagree. I feel like Khalil Herbert could actually become the Bears' leading rusher. Um, so just because like this coaching staff actually in front office has no real attachment to David Montgomery, and it's his walk year. I know. Um, so I I think there's a chance. The problem is Montgomery's just better in the pass game in the past, but they don't pass ball. I don't know. So um, Darnell Mooney ranks a cool 100th in terms of wide receivers and tight ends in routes run this year. He's run the same amount of routes as. <laughs> Jamison Crowder, who's like the wide receiver four for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, just that's what I'm saying, James. Like, who gives a shit about where he lines up and where he's like any of this other stuff Mm because he's just not even playing in a real NFL offense. Like, okay, I I don't know. I just I think he's a guy that's not not going to matter this year. Um, like you can dro- just drop him in fantasy like because <laughs> what's the point? Like, honestly, what what's the upside here? They clearly. You know they clearly don't want Justin Fields to throw the ball ever. And Justin Fields ain't doing a lot of uh ain't doing a lot of convincing uh <laughs> to, no. to change your mind. I know. It's it's just so weird. It's like a brand new season, brand new coaching staff, and for whatever reason, this offense still looks the same. Like what? I I don't I don't understand it. I'm like I don't know. struggling yeah. to understand why this offense looks the same as last year. But you know, well, you know why? Because they have the why? same quarterback. I guess. I, I mean, guess, it's I just like right. the, I, I think that's the answer. It does like, it is a little strange that, and it's preseason, right? This is why you can't get too crazy about preseason. But like, they looked really good in that preseason game against the Browns when they were like moving fields out of the pocket, getting mm-hmm. him like shooting down the field on play action, stuff like that. And um, it's just been so, so conservative. Um, I just like 66 dropbacks in three games is, is, is bonkers. It's yeah. That's insane. bananas. Yeah. That's bananas. Okay. <clears throat> I, I just wonder, is this guy going to even, is Darnell Modi going to even cross the threshold enough for you to even track his games <laughs> going into RP for 2023? <laughs> great. That's a great, that is a great question. Um, I mean, pro- I, probably, 
I would almost rather see Zay Jones, uh, Zay Jones RP profile at this point than Darnell freaking Mooney, man. Like that's crazy to me. I know. Remember when you said, you remember when you said that in my, uh, in our, in, um, at your wedding, at my wedding. (laughs) It's like, come on, man, calm down. I'm not, I'm not that crazy. I'm not charting Zay Jones. Now Zay Jones is like, that's what I'm saying. Stuff. You you might you might be charting Zay Jones. That's what I'm saying. I really I don't really I really don't want to do that. I really okay. don't want to do that. But uh, yeah, but you're I don't you're, really want to. I'll t- tell you what. I don't really want to watch his Bears offense either. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you are a sicko though, so you probably you'll probably end up profiling both because you're an absolute like <laughs> madman. I you know it's crazy, James. I've been doing all this in season work. I think yeah. I'm actually like my I think my off season is gonna be pretty light now like i'll have yeah. i'll have room for all these goofball receivers because oh like i'll God. i'll be i'll be done with like all, all the like a full sample by the time we get to week 18 like i mean you know i got three games of drake london three games of olave three games of wilson three of robin alan robinson michael yeah. thomas like that's almost halfway done yeah i mean i'm really i mean we're almost halfway done so oh, uh man. yeah my, i mean shoot i maybe i'll even now, now I won't even be able to have the excuse for I don't have enough time to chart tight ends. I'll just be like, I'm not doing that. So. <laughs> I just don't want to. Now. I just Good don't want you. to. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you, Matt Harmon. All right. Hey, listen, our time runs short. Uh, we will catch up with you guys in, in a few days. I hope everyone has a great week four. Week three was crazy. So you know what that means. In week four, everything's going to come back to normal. All the stars are going to play like stars because that's how the NFL works. You can't expect uh, the unexpected every single week. So I think the, the NFL gets back to normal. I'm using air quotes here. Normal for the NFL here in week number four. All right, but we got to go, man. For Matt Harmon, I am James Go. We'll see you.